Chapter 2 A few blocks away from the Harmony Library, Bo Yates finished the last song in his first set at Buffalo Bar and Grill. He ended with an old Gordon Lightfoot song from the 70s called Sundown. Bo didn't know why he loved the song. Some of it didn't even make sense to him. But it had a special kind of magic that made folks who heard it stop and sing along. When he finished the final chord, the crowd went wild with applause. You did it again! His partner in the band, Border Biggs, laughed. I swear, man, you're getting better and better and all these drunks know it. Bo shook his head, letting a few strands of his dark hair escape the tie that held it. He couldn't see the gift everyone kept telling him he had. He just followed where the music took him. He knew he was good and liked to perform, but in truth, he played more for himself than the people beyond the cage. Border, on the other hand, played for the fun of it. Six months ago, when his dad heard that he was playing at a bar, the old man waited in the parking lot one night and preached at full volume about how his only son was wasting his life and shaming his upbringing. At one point, he even thanked the Lord for taking Bo's mother so early so she wouldn't feel the humiliation. Bo might have cared if he'd remembered his mother. He wasn't even sure she was dead. She could have just left. His dad had a way of stating wishes as if they were facts. But Bo just stood there as he had all his life and listened to the preaching like his old man was a carnival barker pulling souls in for the next show. Border Biggs, true friend that he was, had stood beside Bo until his old man got tired and drove off. Then, as if they'd just been delayed a minute, Border said, How about one of them steaks at the truck stop? I've been hungry for so long my stomach is starting to gnaw on my ribs. Now that my brother is spending all his time over at his girlfriend's house, we may starve to death. He patted his stomach just to prove he was 200 pounds of hollow. Maybe Big thinks we should feed ourselves. Bo grinned, remembering how Border's huge older brother had been complaining about just that for months. Maybe we should even buy the food. After all, we're old enough to vote, and at least you'll be old enough to drink next week. Think about it, Border. Your brother's got a right to his own life and his own food. We can't keep waiting until he goes to sleep, then clean out the refrigerator. Border shook his shaved head. I was afraid something like this would happen if he ever found a female who smiled at him. I knew it wasn't likely, but I guess I'd better get used to the idea that at least one woman on the planet finds 300 pounds of dumb muscle cuddly. She's got him not even thinking straight. Last time he came home, all he brought was a gallon of milk and Fruit Loops. I hate Fruit Loops. If you ask me, only clowns should eat them things. Bo yelled over his shoulder as he led Border to the car. I love Fruit Loops. It's like a Hawaiian vacation for your mouth. You must have loved them. You ate them while you watched me starve. All right, I'll buy the steaks. They stored the equipment. But 
You gotta look at the bright side of your brother finding a woman. If Big could find one, maybe you got a chance. Border nodded. I'm thinking of getting my next tattoo to say, I've had my shot, take me home. Bo saw his partner's arm clearly in the parking lot light. A full sleeve of tats covered it from wrist to shoulder. You know, Border, I don't understand it. I think you're downright beautiful. I'm shocked girls don't ask to spend the night just so they can admire you while you sleep. I know it, Border agreed. I'm surprised someone doesn't try to shoot me, skin me, and frame me on a wall. A car backfired a half block away, and both boys ducked behind the car, then laughed. Neither had much in the way of family, but they had each other.